2: Is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish. Oh, thanks. that'll squeeze a lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken well, is a man of few oh,
0: words. Tell him from me. The, oh, 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 oh.
2: George is the man with the plan. 13 millions, my mm-hmm. friends. And Wanda. Do you speak Italian? Molto is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime.
1: To 20 million.
2: To a job well done. But it turned into something.
1: George moved the loot?
2: Less than perfect.
1: Disappointed!
2: So they turned to a lawyer named
1: Archie Leach.
2: Leach. George is going to tell him what the diamonds are. With Wanda as the bait. I want you to make love with me. Huh? Ah. Nothing, nothing. He's really hooked. I thought you weren't jealous. I'm not! I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. Oh, come on, girl, as
0: bright as you, girl. brother is so.
1: Don't call me stupid. <laughs> Welcome to Rewatchability,
3: it's the podcast where we re-watch old movies and see how they hold up today, right now, in the present. I'm Robert Larone. with me as always is...
2: Blaine Waters.
3: And today, our almost always, our usual suspect special guest. <laughs> how did you
0: describe it? With you as sometimes. With, <laughs> with us as sometimes. Johnny Walker.
2: Yay! You're putting clapping there and balloons, you know. Clap Congrats. clap!
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again, Johnny. It's always a pleasure to have you. Mm-hmm.
0: Always a pleasure.
3: And today we have a very <laughs> funny movie to talk about. Uh, but before we talk about that, we first want to thank our patreons. Those are the people who give us one, three, five dollars a month, and that helps us keep the podcast going. Helps us. What does it help us do?
2: <laughs> it helps us uh, feed the the rewatchability fish. That's right. Every day you don't don't see it,
3: but just like Mister Rogers, we come in and we feed the fish. Mm -hmm. Did you do you know that thing about Mister Rogers where there was something about there was a
2: like a blind kid watching? Yeah, that's right.
3: And he didn't know she didn't know that the fish were being fed, and so he would say, "Now I'm feeding the fish." Yeah, that's nice. Why haven't we been doing that? Well, that's all we are.
2: We have no visual component to us. (laughs) That's
3: all we do. I'm saying we Mm -hmm. should get a little fish tank in the studio. Okay help liven it up we'd have like we can get our own wanda (laughs) it'd be great (laughs) yeah Yeah. we'd
2: have we'd have a live audience
3: and if you become a patreon you get the podcast early ad free and sometimes there are bonus episodes some of the best movies people unfortunately don't even get to hear (laughs) us talk about because they are behind the patreon paywall
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but if you you subscribe then you get the you get the the Bonus episodes. Yeah. Which are pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So So you got them to pay for the wall. That's right. (laughs) Wow. Someone had to do it. You know? Someone had to step up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I realized once I said it, it was so politically loaded. (laughs) (laughs) How has such a basic structural element become such a symbol of
2: oppression? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I don't know. It's never been that way before. (laughs)
3: I can't even be in a room these like days. Like in
2: Germany. Yeah, anyway.
3: <laughs> I can't listen to that Pink Floyd album.
2: <laughs> it's too political, man. It's too
3: political. Though we should do The Wall on rewatchability. Oh, yeah. Like do a bunch of mushrooms and then talk about The Wall. <laughs>
2: we could. We
3: could. Anyway, that will be a Patreon-only episode. Today, we're here to talk about A Fish Called Wanda, the 1988 comedy written, starring, and sort of almost in credit co-directed by John mm-hmm. Cleese. Yeah, of Monty Python fame. That's right. Also, Rat Race. Don't forget (laughs) that. His his
2: other claim to fame, Rat Race. Yeah, he's a
3: versatile actor and comedian. (laughs) Sure, yeah. But this is A Fish Called Wanda. It also features Michael Palin. We have Kevin Kline, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. Real rewatchability fave there. I mean... Jamie Lee. I I think you were... One of your last episodes was True Lies, wasn't it? Where we talked about... And Jamie Lee has a very steamy scene in that. And we can talk about the steamy scene in this
0: and sort of compare and contrast it almost. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that
2: something you want to do, John? I do. These are,
0: uh, this is another important entry into her sort of erotic oeuvre. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> erotic
2: oeuvre sounds like a sex toy. I'm not going to lie. That's actually the
0: name of my upcoming podcast. <laughs> erotic oeuvre. <laughs> Where we only talk about Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs>
2: I
3: like it. So, Blaine, when was the first time that you saw A Fish Called Wanda? This is like a big movie
2: uh, for me. My mom... Uh, you love fish. I, <laughs> I love fish. I love Wanda's. Mixing them up, I think, was a strike of genius. No, I, I, my mom saw this movie when it was in theaters, and then she like, loved it so much, and she showed it to me when I was a kid. So, I saw this movie a lot. I remember seeing the poster, and on it is like a, an animated fish. Right. It's like a fish woman in like a smart suit. Right. Like in a lineup that you yeah. can pick her out of a lineup. It's like yeah. The Shape of Water, but a lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the precursor to Shape Which, of Water. I mean, that would really throw you off if that was what you thought going into it. Well, that's what I thought. I thought this was going to be like Roger Rabbit, but like, you know, an adult funny version of that. Sorry, where was the sexy fish in Roger Rabbit? (laughs) It was a deleted scene on the cutting room floor, unfortunately.
0: I think I had a similar experience. Like, I remember seeing the box at at Roger's videos as a kid and, and then like waiting in the movie for this like humanoid fish lady to show up and do something wacky. Right.
2: Like, I remember seeing the fish when it was in the tank, like first off in the movie and being like, fuck. Like this isn't the movie I thought it was. I'm so disappointed. I thought this was an animated movie. like maybe
3: the original cut of this had that, or like Jamie Lee Curtis transforms into that fish woman. <laughs> That's who it's she like is a monster the whole movie. Time. yeah, okay, yeah, and then in these screenings in audience test screenings, they, they did a lot like, for this
2: movie, audience test screenings.
3: They were like, we get most of it. <laughs>
2: But Jamie Lee Curtis... Not sure about
3: the fish woman.
2: Yeah, the fish woman, I don't know. Hmm. It's beyond us. It's not quite working. Uh, So it was beyond me as a kid. I I did find this funny, and I thought a lot of, like, Michael Palin was really funny. I was a kid, so I found his stuttering funny I, apparently i was a very judgmental kid but i also wow. found i know but i like the heist element of it too i thought this was like a really good melange of different movies that i liked like comedies and heist movies and stuff like that when i was a kid so i really liked it and it was one of those movies that no one else had heard about ever so when i talked to anyone about it i could be the person to introduce them to a fish called wanda and that was that was nice what about what about you johnny when did you first see this movie
0: you know, it's one of those movies I always remember being around when I was a kid. Uh, I think, I, like, I grew up in a big Monty Python household, right, and also a big Kevin Klein household, right. Like in retrospect, <laughs> I Kleinomaniacs. Yeah, watched a lot of Kevin Klein movies. I posters of Silverado, my and mother's choice. <laughs> and I think that I'm my mother's son. You know, <laughs> frankly, really, That's Otto I... does it for you. Oh. yeah. Yes.
2: What he's like the most annoying.
0: Oof. He's like Blade. smells his own pits. He, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh no. That's what people like. No, this is awful. He is a big dumb sex idiot, and <laughs> um, I don't know. Would anytime those suspenders? Yeah. Break me off a piece of that, and it's <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> Johnny Walker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. I remember being like watching this movie with my family when I was really young, and probably like too young to understand a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But and it was one that we returned to. It was just like it was a real kind of family classic. And yeah, did your parents we, like like it a lot. Did they laugh a lot? Yeah, for my it parents and... loved it. I like my British family was really into they it. You have well. British family. Yes. Yeah.
3: I feel like that's such because a lot of I think what makes. This is funny for some people, you know. Here is that like its foreignness is just so weird. Yeah, it has like a there. lot of British humor, in like it. it, like all the Monty Python stuff. John Cleese in general, it's just like the absurdness sort of fits in with just
0: the fact that it's weird mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. us. And but it's kind it wasn't of all of about... to you. No, I mean, I we had watched so much like British television and British comedy, and I had seen a ton of Monty Python before I saw this, and I, you know, so we watched. All of the projects that are, like, not Monty Python but feature, like, a bunch of the people, we would watch all of that stuff, too. So I was ready for that kind of sense of humor for sure. And I think the movie is so much is about this kind of conflict between North American culture and British culture. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's a whole monologue about that. Yeah, right <laughs> at the end. What yeah. about you,
0: Rob? When did
2: you first see it?
3: I think I saw it a little bit later in high school, so by then I was already a huge Monty Python fan, like all of their songs and just like the bits and skits that I saw. It wasn't until later that Monty Python's Flying Circus played uh, in reruns on TV, so I didn't see that till actually later, but the Holy Grail and just all those songs that people would sing. I always look on the bright side of life. And stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Lumberjack song, Every Sperm is Sacred. I remember right. singing Every Sperm is Sacred in high school, loudly in the halls. And <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And then going home and mocking the
3: song. Mocking it? What do you mean? Well, no, never mind. Go on.
2: Sorry. Oh, I. Oh. Yeah. I was, you yeah. were a teenager. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, hey you didn't get the message of the song. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry for bringing up private stuff.
3: But so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Secrets not private. I've revealed. talked about my activities on this <laughs> podcast several times. And it's a healthy habit. You know, it saves off prostate cancer, it's like flossing. Yeah, wow. all right. Cool. I'm
0: really shocked by some of the revelations that we're
1: getting to <laughs> right now.
3: But so, by the time I think a friend introduced this movie to me, I was already like deep into the Monty Python lore, and this was sort of presented as like a more adult sort of Monty Python experience because it did have the two, I think, funniest guys from Monty yeah. Python. I mean, they're all pretty funny.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> insert their names later. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, the, but the Palin ones... and, and Cleese are like uh, the ones that I remember the most from Monty hmm. Python. Well, I think sure. they were
3: my favorites when I was younger because Michael Palin is just so silly. Yeah, he's so know, animated. and animated, and yeah. John Cleese. Mm-hmm. You know, his stuffiness is really. I mean, it's funny.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. And then playing off each other is very, very funny as well.
3: Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this movie when I first saw it. Did yeah. you
0: guys watch Faulty Towers as well growing up? That was another no. one that was like huge in my household. Yeah, so. but that's John Cleese again, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of, like, and stuffy him. And I well. believe he also wrote that show. Yeah, he co-wrote
3: it with his then-wife, Connie Booth. I mean, they were married in the first season, but they uh, were divorced by the time the second season came out. Ah. I read. I never actually saw the show, to be honest.
2: Wow.
0: That is- oh, it's, I mean, it's, it probably is like actually very racist on rewatch, but like the, 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 the comedy uh, yeah. is, is good otherwise. It's probably yeah. also very misogynist,
3: but. I mean, there <laughs> may be problematic elements to John Cleese's comedy
2: sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or often. And we can get into that later in the show. I think, sure.
0: though, he's kind of at his best when he's just super misanthropic across the board, which is really what you get. I feel like this movie is all about everything he hates about Americans, but also everything he hates about British people. For sure. Which yeah. is really lovely altogether. But
2: he doesn't play a misanthrope in this, which is kind of, you know, I, I think that he played that a lot in Monty Python. But yeah. here he, he plays it's, kind of an innocent.
0: It's a stretch for him. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's less of a dick than he often is. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of a dick, but... Yeah. Yeah, a
2: little bit. In well, subtler ways. Well, let's get into the kind of the rundown of the movie and, and talk about it from there. Okay. So, how does this movie go, Rob?
3: It starts with these jewel thieves. They're working with this mastermind diamond thief named George Tom, George Thomason, played by Tom Georgeson or something like that? Really?
1: That's, That's very weird.
0: weird. Yeah, who is that
3: guy? Yeah, I've I never seen it before. I mean, he's the only major character who isn't Who's recognizable. Like not a thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't remember him from the movie at all. Like Which when makes I rewatched me... it, I was like,
3: who is this man? It makes me suspect like he was cast solely because his name was the opposite yeah, of right. the character's name. Like that was yeah. just John
2: Cleese. His agent was like, I gotta put you out for this role. Yeah. You know?
3: <laughs> the producer's like, he, he doesn't have any charisma. He's dead on the screen. John Cleese is like, Yes, but the name yeah. <laughs> It's hilarious. Yeah. That's not what he sounds like. It's yeah, close. We also have Michael Palin as Ken, who is George's right-hand man, who's a huge animal rights believer. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of compassion for animals. He likes animals better than he likes people. And it's probably because he has this massive stutter, mm-hmm. which everyone is a dick to him about.
2: Yeah, no one's nice about his stutter in this movie. No. No. Yeah, everyone makes yeah. fun of them for it. Poor, but I mean, this Kenneth.
3: was this was the '80s where you didn't have to be sensitive to people. You could just, if something was different
0: about somebody,
2: you pointed that out and made fun of them mm. for it.
0: You were mean to them, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it is also it is quite frustrating in several high stakes heist scenarios. His stutter it gets in the <laughs> right, way. It's true. So it's yeah. Yeah, he's holding them
2: up while they're his holding other people up. His coworkers are frustrated.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh,
0: yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: we also have Otto uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's the weapons man, and he plays this American, like you said, dumb, sexy, but he has this real uh, inferiority complex about his intelligence. Yeah, he can't be
2: called stupid. You can't call that guy stupid.
3: No, he's always like reading Nietzsche and getting it wrong, and he can't even like listen to. Uh, basic sentence without forgetting what happened in between the first and the last words right. the middle yeah mm-hmm. the middle that's what it is
2: <laughs> yeah he plays it so well though he's i mean he got the he won best supporting actor for this role it's his only oscar which is weird to me cuz he's a great actor i feel yeah it's a great role though yeah he's he's still... wonderful
3: in
0: this movie i think
3: he's so charismatic and i think like because other people like John Cleese and Michael Palin, who are also great in their own way, are sort of, like, you expect them to be, you know, funny and fantastic. But Kevin Klein just comes in here out of nowhere mm-hmm. and sort of steals the show. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah,
2: playing such a weird ball. Like, character. he's
3: arguably the funniest part of the movie.
2: Yeah, I would say.
3: Like he almost has like a Robin Williams ass charisma. He's like, seems like he's improvising things. And... Yeah, he's going so fast too. Yeah, it's like a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. But he's
1: an idiot.
2: He is an idiot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like the police have been all over it.
0: Let me just change clothes, and then
1: I'll help you look. Hello. pip pets Hey. Wake up! Wake up, limey fish!
0: So, how are you gonna get friendly with this lawyer? I don't know.
1: I'll improvise.
0: Fucking insects.
2: I thought Englishmen didn't like women the way they talk. Yeah, and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who's like in on this heist too. And she's kind of playing all the sides in this heist. Mm -hmm. Super femme fatale. Yeah, but, like, plays with femme fatale, like, everyone in this movie. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for her because she has to, like, make out with every single man in this movie. It's true. It feels like all I of them wrote it. it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: she had to do all
0: the minor roles, too. They lined them up. I don't know. I like, though, that I feel like she's so in control of every scenario. And her sexuality is this weapon that she knows exactly how to deploy. Mm-hmm. To confuse and sort of disempower every idiot man around her. You're, you're
2: right. Like, I think there's a lot of movies where the female role is, is kind of, like, being kissed down the line. But here she has agency. And that's kind of, like, a big thing to point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. sure.
3: She definitely, I think, makes the character, like, a strong... Character, yeah, I mean. for sure, and, and she's, she's maybe the smartest character.
2: She's always pushing the plot, and she always has she's always one step ahead of every other actor mm. or every other character in this movie.
3: Yeah, and she's supposed to be George's paramour,
2: <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> but she's also sleeping with Otto on the side. We sort of see it like there's like this like weird thing where like he opens the door. He's they're pretending to be brother and sister. Yeah, and then he just grabs her breast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, very
3: brotherly. Well, and mm-hmm. that
2: was apparently improvised too, which I was—I don't know—that's a little—that's a little far for improv for me to <laughs> just like go groping people on set. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But apparently, I think
3: you would have to have a very high level
2: of trust
3: or of discuss something.
2: But the 140-year-old director really loved it, and so he was like, "Keep on yeah, doing that's that." Right. Yeah. So.
3: Can we get more cleavage? <laughs> yeah. Ah yes! Ah, brilliant. <laughs> oh God
2: that was Charles Crichton the director <laughs> yeah, exactly. very esteemed British director yeah but this was his kind of like second go at it because he had been retired from directing for a long while before this John Cleese kind of brought him out of retirement yeah that's mm-hmm. right we'll talk more about that after, after. Yeah.
3: but so they do this heist it goes down without a hitch they put all the diamonds in this safe in this garage and then they sort of go off their separate ways mm-hmm. so that they can lay low while the heat is on Right, because they wash all the airports for like 72 hours. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamie Lee Curtis and Otto, they immediately betray George by phoning in his location to the Bobbies. That's what <laughs> right. they call the police in England. Yeah. And he
0: gets arrested.
2: You know what I heard they call the speed bumps in England? What? Sleeping Bobbies. <laughs> that's not very oh, nice. Yeah, that's rude. That's. Come on, Britain. Why
0: well, you gotta do that?
2: <laughs> They don't even. They, they're so polite. They only have mm-hmm. like little jacks. They don't even have guns.
0: That's right. That's you're really coming out as pro police. Yeah. What's this? I'm pro Bobby. <laughs> have you, you seen that. those
2: things? I
3: mean, I don't think the police should be armed. That's my political stance that I'll put out there right now. I said, don't get political on this podcast. But man. they have like this like baton thing that they use, and they fucking it's brutal. You can like really do some damage with that. Like you can <laughs> whack somebody. You know, not saying everybody I think that's does.
0: Well, just look at the it. Black Widow. The Black Widow has a black jack and does that to people? She has... She has oh, my God. Have you guys, like, not seen a Marvel movie? She's got two batons. They kind of light up blue. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I was talking to people who, like, watched movies. Sorry. <laughs> we only watch movies from the 80s and
2: 90s, Johnny. We're trapped. We can only afford one movie a week. It has to be a fish called Wanda. We can't watch anything else. Anyway,
3: so... So, George gets arrested... And it seems like Jamie Lee Curtis and Otto are going to be able to have the loot. But they don't know that he's moved the diamonds. So, all of a sudden, they have a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. They don't have the loot. Right. And they need to get it. And they need to get the information on where George hit it. But his lawyer is the person that would have that. So, Jamie Lee Curtis goes to John Cleese. Well, first, she
3: just goes to George. Right. Jamie Lee Curtis uses her assets... To get the information, she goes to George, Mm -hmm. sees him in prison, and is playing him up. But he won't tell her. He almost thinks that Kevin Klein was the person who did it. Because they kind of know that, you know, he Mm -hmm. turned him in. You know, it's a game of betrayal. Right. High stakes. (laughs) And when that doesn't work, she decides to work her wiles on John Cleese. On Archie Leach is Mm -hmm. his name.
1: Mm -hmm. Which was
0: Cary Grant's real name.
3: That's right. And he chose that, apparently, because it was the closest to being a Cary Grant figure that he'd ever be.
2: Right, because yeah, he's not a leading man. He never got a leading man role before in his life. No. So, yeah. I think he was the Black Knight in Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty – that's close.
3: That was, I guess mm-hmm. that's was close. kind of a leading role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as she kind of wanders off. Well, he's attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And he's like this repressed British middle-aged mm-hmm. guy. He's a lawyer – or barrister? I'm not quite clear he, whether the he same wears a thing. wig,
2: so I think it's barrister. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: that's hates the whole... his family.
2: Yeah, which is actually his family. Yeah, right. Well, it's his daughter anyway. Yeah, yeah. That plays his daughter for sure, Portia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his wife is kind of checked out. She's you know the upper middle class and hates hates everything. And yeah, it's like it's a real dire situation for our protagonist. <laughs> He's in a sexless
3: marriage. His daughter just complains about wanting a nose job all the time. And nobody wants to listen to him talk about his day. Mm -hmm. So when this bombshell femme fatale comes strutting up to him, what can he do?
2: (laughs) I feel like I'm watching the trailer right now. This is awesome. (laughs) He only has one choice, and that's love. A fish called Wanda.
3: (laughs) I mean, John Cleese wrote this movie. He stars in it. He worked with the director. And, like this main character isn't like a very like stand-up dude or anything like it's hard to like root for this guy just because his marriage is
2: kind of shitty so work on your marriage (laughs) you made a vow yeah no i mean but i think he that's by design like he gets to play the stuffy guy that is slowly realizing that his life isn't what he wants and that and that there's some comedy in that you make me
1: feel free free Wanda, do you have any idea what it's like being English? Being so correct all the time, being so stifled by this dread of of doing the wrong thing, of saying to someone, are you married? And hearing uh, my wife left me this morning, or saying, "Uh, do you have children? And being told they all burned to death on Wednesday.
2: You see, Wanda, we're all terrified of embarrassment.
0: That's why we're so
2: dead most of my friends are dead you know I mean, these piles of corpses to dinner
3: but he when he finds out that wanda is george's alibi he insists that they shouldn't see each other because he's an upright representative of the law but she sort of slips him his number anyway and yeah. then they arrange to meet up at his colleague's flat who mm-hmm. is out of town for several months they'll have it all to themselves. Yeah, and nice as situation. long as they don't talk about the case, they can... They can talk about other things. Yeah, that's
2: great. Or not talk, as Jamie Lee Curtis says. <laughs> and at the same time, we have uh, Michael Palin, who's been told by George to like kill oh the only woman that's that's seen him in this heist, which is an old woman with three little... Are they corgis? What are they? Or, they're Yorkies. Yorkies? Yeah. All right, that's. I, I read
3: it on the internet. I don't actually know that from uh, being able to identify dogs.
2: I can't identify dogs.
3: I know it's not a husky. They're <laughs> bigger. Unless they were puppies, three, three they tiny been puppies. Great Danes.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: and it's a very like dark and delicious running gag as he attempts to bump off this old lady. And just keeps killing her adorable little dog, And because
2: he's an animal rights activist, it's the, like the last thing he wants. Yeah. It's so funny. It like It's every a mean, single... dark joke, but it really works. Every right. single dog that dies, I laughed so hard rewatching this movie. It, it just works so well.
3: Yeah. Well, that's, I think, was one of the more dangerous elements of this movie. I think especially for dogs. American. <laughs> dogs, yes. And American audiences. Because Americans, I mean, you know. I feel like British humor is a little bit different, a little bit darker. People on this side of the pond do not like to see dogs die. Mm. (laughs) Like, one of the things that they had to cut out of the movie was... uh, the original sort of doggy death scene because there was, like, much too much gore and entrails. and apparently they, they bought entrails at a butcher
2: shop and spread it around the dog.
3: American audiences just didn't find that funny.
2: No. I mean, we talked about uh, Independence Day, and they had to, like, reshoot a scene where the dog jumps to safety because they were so worried about the dog. The test audiences were like, you can kill off the entire world, but just not that one dog we've seen. So people, they like their animals.
3: Yeah. Otto... In order to not be discovered as being Jamie Lee Curtis's lover, pretends to be her brother, but also pretends to be sexually attracted to Michael Palin. Mm -hmm. They
0: both kind of try that on Michael Palin to to, to just kind of confuse and distract him. It's, like, it's it's a pretty successful tactic. It, it seems
2: it, to be working. In this movie, like, every smoke bomb in this movie is just someone kissing another person. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I wasn't here.
3: Well, it's J.B. Lee Curtis kissing another person. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's true. Or or Kevin
0: Klein trying to. Oh, that's true. That's mm. true. Yeah. Yeah, and Kevin Klein has some, like, fun improv here. And... I kind of love it. Yeah. It I, I feels really transgressive for the era, too. Right. And in a way, sort of, like... I kind of buy it for the character. Oh yeah, like Otto seems
2: just like chaos. Like he would do anything and everything. Yeah, it feels like he sleeps with anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sort of. I I feel like if this movie were made today, like you'd really kind of want a pansexual Otto who would take it further and would actually like full on seduce Michael Palin. Right. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. just for the for the sake of confusion. Yeah.
3: Right. But he's too stupid to be, like, self-realized or self-actualized.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is, he is pretty stupid. But I feel like he's, like, that element of chaos in the movie that would just kind of do anything to make—to get a buck and, like, to get what he wants and to make it work. Well, for sure. And to get what he wants, mm-hmm.
3: he at one point has Michael Palin tied up. He shoves french fries or chips— <laughs> Yeah. Up hit each of his nostrils. Or Freedom Fries if you want to go there. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> Those wounds have healed Blaine. Yeah, topical <laughs> joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Rewatchability is known for, its <laughs> topicalness. <laughs> you got any Monica Lewinsky jokes you want to get out? <laughs> you monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She's a strong woman. <laughs> have you seen her TED Talk? No. That's so good. But I read something she wrote and it was great okay. you know
0: a fish called Monica Lewinsky
3: <laughs> but to get what he wants he starts eating Ken's beloved goldfish one by one
2: yeah until he has mm. just Wanda left
3: yeah Wanda the the biggest and most yeah. animated flamboyant of right. them all yeah.
0: classic gay seduction technique guys just right. eating fish is that yeah. I didn't know that that's cool that's how it's done <laughs> alright you know, different different subcultures just have different, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it. Jamie Lee Curtis and John Cleese
3: actually do kind of like each other by the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like yeah. they have their moment in the sort of cabin, and there is one hilarious scene where somebody comes back while John Cleese is naked and sort of romanticizing. Yeah, the and he Russian has to yeah. quickly cover his genitals, but. You know, she was really getting off
2: on Otto's, like, language bit. Well, I think that's, like, the only thing she liked about Otto is that he could speak Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she likes the foreign languages a lot. Though mo- he's
3: just, like, reciting restaurant menus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because Kevin Klein was improvising at it all, and he didn't know any Italian. But John Cleese's character actually does speak Italian. It speaks it,
3: like, you know, mm-hmm. in a more real, like, less romantic style. And yeah. it sort of does it for her. She's, like, you know— she starts to, she starts to think like, she's maybe there. this is, maybe yeah. I should be going with this guy. And she's like, can I ask you something? And he's like, yes. Are you rich? He's like, oh. oh.
0: No, that's no, like, no.
2: That's my favorite first date question, you
0: know? <laughs> that's that's when you know the date's going well. He's also surprisingly fit in that nude scene. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, yeah, behind the scenes, there's oh. there's
2: some talk about that for sure. He's in, like, way
0: better shape than you I expect John Cleese to be. I know.
2: He's, he's like, muscle-bound. For yeah. sure. His, like, arms look good. <laughs> he, he lifts, bro. He lifts. He has, like, such a... A weird body, though, because he's a very
3: tall man. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of, like, lankiness, you know? Like, he's just... Yeah. He's sort Apparently
2: of... everywhere. And we'll talk about that. Oh. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> wow, you got all the behind the I got scenes. in front of the scenes. That's what I got. Going the deep with plain Waters. <laughs> Going deep with plain Waters.
0: I don't want that to be my segment. <laughs> That's your new podcast. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. It's all about Monica Lewinsky. No!
2: Talking mm-hmm. about deep impact today.
3: <laughs>
0: Going deep in the <laughs> waters.
3: Monica Lewinsky had a deep impact. Oh, on true. Society. Um, that's society at yes. large, yeah. Yeah. But so, like, eventually they all sort of are racing towards the airport where the diamonds, they find, are being held. And Otto and Jamie Lee Curtis are there, but she sort of betrays them one last time and bonks him on the head. Mm-hmm. And John Cleese and Otto have their, like, confrontation. Yeah. Otto's just about to shoot. Archie in the head when Michael Palin comes
0: along with the steamroller
1: revenge and yeah. <laughs> does the
0: Austin Powers killing him mm-hmm. technique. <laughs> yeah, Ken's K-K-K-K coming to kill me,
3: <laughs> which is hilarious and brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. And the cement that he's stuck
0: in has started to solidify, so he can't move his legs, and he gets crushed. And that's uh, an amazing product because that cement dries incredibly quickly. Like. Yeah, it's incredible. Rush that to market, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And There's then, an infomercial for it, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. then
2: unsolidifies quite quickly because we see Otto like on the outside of the plane, like he's on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, he's the gremlin. Yeah, he's outside. It's weird.
3: I don't think that I realized that he had survived that in my initial viewing of the movie. I thought yeah. I assumed, like any rational human being would, that he died either from being crushed or from suffocation.
2: Yeah, of the quick-drying cement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
3: we've already established it dries quick. (laughs) But then they get away and they start their new life in Rio and everything's – it's a happy ending for them.
2: Yeah, and that's a fish called Wanda. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Officially. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was just
2: for you. Nah, I like the fun. it's good. And we're going to talk about, Rob, you have some trivia, right? For us. And we're going to talk about some behind the scenes when yeah. we come back from this break.
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Okay, we're back. It's rewatchability. We have Johnny Walker here. Hey. We're talking <laughs> about a fish called Wanda. Now... We're going to go a little bit behind the scenes, talk about some of the lore of this movie. So we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis. We talked about her sexuality and her agency and how much she has to kiss all the dudes in this
1: movie.
3: (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis actually said, I gave all of the men toothbrushes and toothpaste on the first day of this movie because Wanda basically works her way down the line, if you will. (laughs) Everybody was like, "I'm all for this," but the whole English thing with their tea in the late afternoon and sugar cookies—yuck!
2: Wow, yeah, that's that's like a whole slight of all of Britain. I feel she just—I
3: know—it is an, an insult to, to use the vernacular.
0: What's the what's her problem with tea and sugar cookies? It's just a uh, you know, I guess the breath is what she's saying. Sugar cookies give you bad breath. I mean, yeah, yeah I don't sugar. know.
3: I feel like it could be, like, one of those things where you don't realize that your breath is the bad one. Mm. It's like if you're, if you're kissing a bunch of guys and, like, they all have bad breath... Maybe you're the one who has right. the problem.
2: You're walking around spelling dog shit It's usually on your shoes. That's what you're saying? It's That's what Jamie I'm Lee saying. Curtis had the bad breath. That's what I'm saying. I've never had a much. problem
0: with Jamie Lee before, but if she's going to come for my tea, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not okay with that. Oh,
2: Jamie. You're losing
3: fans over here. <laughs> she also said this. Let me say this. When you're an actor and you're required to engage in intimate contact, you know, it's real. It's not fake. And therefore, if you're going to do it in front of 100 people 20 times, I'm the person who always goes, let's go in my trailer and make out a little bit. Because we better get comfortable with this by ourselves if in if in 50 minutes we're full on macking, as I think they would call it in England.
2: Do they say macking in England? They, I say it here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's an
0: Englishism or Britishism.
3: They call it snogging, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Though I don't know whether that was popularized Necking? by, like, the Spice Girls or... Yeah, so that... she...
0: I mean, I feel like she's, t- she's talking from a sort of, like, pre-intimacy direction time.
3: Yeah. yeah. She could have been making John Cleese really uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> she wasn't.
3: The guy, who, the guy who
2: wrote the part where Wanda mm-hmm. does yeah. all the kissing of him and other yeah. people. And shows her for the part. Yeah, he said one of the things is why he cast her was that uh, his daughter, uh, Portia, in this movie, took him to see Trading Places. And he saw Trading Places. And when Jamie Lee Curtis came onto the screen, I said, who is that woman? <laughs> and he was like, I need to meet her and I need to put her in a movie. So I feel like this whole thing Opposite
3: is— Opposite just... me, where we
2: have some sex scenes. Oh, <laughs> totally. Like, and it's this, real.
3: This whole... And we get to make out in the trailer beforehand. <laughs>
2: this whole thing was just him being like, that woman mm. on screen I want to kiss. Okay,
0: yeah. I, I feel like I understand what she's saying there, though. I for mean, because sure. doing, doing intimacy on, on film is really weird, and right. you, you don't. I'm sure you don't want the first time you've tried it out to be the first time the cameras are rolling. Like, no, for well, sure. Well, you
2: do a lot of plays, Johnny. Do you, do you like? Do you do you ever have to like go behind uh, the scenes and like get comfortable with someone like that? in one of the plays that you've done? Well,
0: I haven't been like, let's go to my trailer and make out that. Well, you like, didn't have a trailer. <laughs> 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 Ouch. <laughs>
2: I didn't mean it to slag you off. I'm sorry. Well, as I mean... You'd have a dressing room is what I'm saying. They don't use trailers in drama.
0: Well, you may recall that time you like produced a short film that I made where there was a sex scene that I had to do in it. I, I saw a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure more than you ever wanted to see. <laughs> And but we and we'll put that up on the Twitter. For yeah, to see. We, we can link that. And we did. I think I think me and the other actor spent a little bit of time alone in the room before everyone else came in, and just kind of ran through what the the blocking would be and kind of the choreography of of the right. sex scene. Yeah, and just and because you know we had we had read the script, but we hadn't like been in a situation where we're both just like naked with each other doing this thing, and you just. I don't know. We, yeah, we needed a moment to kind of get yeah. used to was it. Was it awkward at first? Like, obviously awkward at first. I think we should have th- laughed. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's also, it's it's not... There's a bunch of people on the other side of the door waiting to come in and, like, move the pillows so that they cover someone's yeah. balls. Like, yeah. it wasn't sex. There's a lot of balls. Well, we weren't, like just making out to get in the mood like that wasn't what was going on right but yeah you, you, i think you you've got you've got to do something to become comfortable with the other person For sure. yeah. so also so that you're not wasting time once the cameras are rolling and you're yeah. ready to like give a proper performance
2: i i was in a we were in a play once uh where i had to i had to kiss someone and the director was like and i was like a young guy so i you know i was awkward and the director was like you have to go to this room and and make out a little bit so you're totally comfortable. And I was like, no one's comfortable with this. So why are we doing this? We went to the room, and there was a painting behind us on the wall of just like a giant, giant penis. <laughs> and
0: then, oh. and
2: uh, yeah, I noticed as we were just about to kiss for the first time, I was like, I'm sorry. There's a giant penis behind you. <laughs> this yeah. is really awkward.
0: Art House has a really impressive art collection. It does.
2: Yeah. The art itself is very impressive. Wow. Yeah.
3: Originally, this movie sort of featured more sexiness from Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where John Cleese is walked in on while he's nude was originally supposed to be Wanda, who is walked in on nude.
2: Right, Jamie Lee Curtis nude. But she I feel like she's asked to do that in every movie. Well, that's what she said. Yeah.
3: She said, you know, I've done several of these. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> Great it's so quote. much
0: funnier that it's his character too.
3: It's but also Then like, she said, "Why don't you write a scene where you're the one naked?"
2: Yeah. Pig. <laughs> she didn't say the pig. Part. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the pig was in capitals.
0: What the hell are you doing? I might ask you the same question. Who are you? What? Get your clothes on. Will you leave immediately, please? What? You're in the wrong flat. This flat belongs to Patrick Balfour. He's in Hong Kong, and he lent me the key. Now get out. We leased it from the agents last weekend.
1: Yes, well, obviously that uh, changes things a bit.
0: But the thing is, if that family had walked in on Wanda nude, she would, within two seconds, have convinced them that it was all perfectly normal. It would be a completely different scene. Yeah, right? yeah. She she's would in be. Control, she's yeah.
3: sexually confident.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, she would convince them that there was nothing out of the ordinary immediately, and that would be fun in its own way. But I think it's wh- he's going to be so much more uncomfortable being naked in yeah, front it, of that family. If you're talking sure. about
2: like, screenwriting and talking about like how to make a good scene, is you put the character that would have the hardest time with what's happening into that scene, and that was definitely John Cleese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The not,
0: not the sexiest lady. Not
2: the sexiest lady. Interesting. See, also, <laughs> I mean, just I feel like let's <laughs> like a dimension in the sort of
0: semiotics of nudity on film, like. A naked woman usually stands for, like, sex appeal, and a naked man usually stands for comedy. People yeah. I think people are more inclined to laugh immediately if you see a naked man on film. Yeah. Like, that's not the—you're re- not going to get, like, an immediate laugh from Jamie Lee Curtis naked on film. But that's exactly you
2: know. what John Cleese was hoping people wouldn't do, is laugh at that scene. And that's why he looks so good, is because— he worked out so hard before that scene, of course, for months because he was like he was like, oh, it was done, it was done uh, for you know a reason. Because if uh, people you know saw me and I was flabby, then they'd laugh. But if they saw me and I wasn't, then they'd be paying attention more to the scene than to me. And I was like. The whole reason you're naked is the funny part of that scene. Like the flabber you are, the funnier that is. Yeah. So like and it's, out actually, is it's just kind an of egotism. distracting
0: how surprisingly fit he is. Exactly. Because you expect him to be not in great shape. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like someone who would be.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a he's a lawyer. He's a barrister? He's older. Like, like,
0: yeah. he, that guy's not going to
3: like.
2: He doesn't need to impress his look wife in a long with time. His clothes off. I'm
3: sure he does calisthenics every morning. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one high ayah every, every yeah. morning. With a little hanky tied on his head.
2: Look, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> karate kid run through. Yeah, yeah. This movie,
3: they tested it for audiences several times. We already talked about one of the things that they took out was the dog entrails. Mm. Bold choice, but originally it had a different ending. Yeah. Originally, Wanda was supposed to, like the femme fatale, have the sort of last word and betray Archie. And that was supposed to be signified by the last shot where they're, like, kissing on their way to Rio. And then it, like, pans down to her boots and
2: she's wearing shark boots. <laughs> yeah. Her and the costume designer apparently went around all these stores and she was like, I like these shoes. Can they somehow be in this movie? And the costume designer was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, let's work it in." So apparently, that was how they told people that, like, the fish was the shark in the end—that she wasn't like going to bend yeah. down with John Cleese. And, shark needs to keep on swimming, <laughs> you know, or else it dies. Yeah. yeah,
3: and that didn't work, I guess. Well,
2: people really liked their relationship. People liked in this the boots. Movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they were impressed by the boots. There was a lot of chatter about the boots, but like. I don't know about you guys but like any like she's you know she could have a relationship with anyone in this movie and the person I wanted to have her is John Cleese. Yeah like he's he's the one I think in this movie that they have the best chemistry together and right. they, like they deserve each other a little bit. Right. I don't know.
3: But does
0: he deserve her? No. No. Absolutely not. He I, just abandoned his family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more invested like I'm invested in her winning and I, whatever like random like idiot man she's duped along the way is kind of inconsequential.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's the hero of the movie for me.
3: Well, to your credit. Every... And she's the n- non-titular character. Don't. Unless, <laughs> unless fish is a British slang for lady, like bird, you know?
2: <laughs> right, like it's Cockney rhyming slang for lady.
3: Look at that fish over there! I'll go for fish and chips with her. You know what I mean? Oh God, mate! That was the yeah. That's perfect that accent. We, we just lost
2: all our British subscribers, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> but I think everyone would uh, that did this movie would agree with you uh, guys because they hated that they, they had to do reshoots and and. Do, redo the ending. Jamie Lee Curtis was the most outspoken one of them all. She was like, no, fucking Wanda's supposed to get off on all right. this, you know? Yeah. She also just had, like, a kid with Christopher Guest, so she didn't want to leave that that baby to go to mm. reshoots. But she was also like, doesn't need it. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of inclined, inclined to agree.
3: Yeah, I, I'm... Yeah. I mean, I, I think it could go either way. I, I kind of do, like, the... I think the romance element does sort of work in a strange way. I mean, I think that they try to they fool us into forgetting that this guy's kind of a dick bag, mm-hmm. and we want them to have like happiness because what's like the end game for her anyway, you know?
0: It's just also made it a time where I feel like people didn't understand the concept of especially a comedy movie not ending with two, like, straight white people getting together, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're oh, like, yeah. did it end if that hasn't happened? Like, oh, that was like...
2: That's how the, you know a movie
3: ends. <laughs> yeah. They
0: kiss.
2: Well, that was the whole problem with Lost Doc and Two Smoking Barrels. Why, like, a lot of people wouldn't pick it up when it first started. Was they were like, this, this doesn't have, like, a romance subplot. Like, we can't put this movie out there. Audiences aren't going to know what it is. So, yeah, if you don't have that kind of, like... Actual true love happening in the movie, I think audiences were not liking that so much.
3: Well, I think originally this movie wasn't supposed to have the romance element, and they only sort of beefed it up once they had cast Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was amazing, you know? Yeah. For sure. So they sort of put more of that in there. I also took a look at the screenplay for this, and there was a lot more animal cruelty in it. Like, there was this whole (laughs) subplot where George or where Otto just shoots. Dogs for fun? Oh yeah, it's oh. Stray cats, I think. Oh is yeah, what he had. Is it in
2: there? I didn't see it in no, the film. No, no, no. It's uh, it's in the original script though. Is that he just like using them for target practice? Yeah, with his knives and guns. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you probably
2: didn't need that. No, it's th- well, this movie went through like so many drafts, right? Because it's all John Cleese writing it over years and years and years. Uh, so I think, it, I think it was a lot crueler than, <laughs> than it first started out to be. And it had a long time to become a good movie. And other movies that maybe followed this didn't have such a long time to become good movies. And right. therefore were pretty awful movies. Right. Like Fierce Creatures. Right. Well, I read that
3: Michael Palin actually wrote in his diary, because Michael Palin keeps a diary. Yeah. That when he first read the screenplay, he thought it was really bad.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's mm. funny.
3: And then I think he turned out to, to sort of like it.
2: Well yeah, this is like a widely regarded movie.
3: Uh, yeah, it's like one of the top 100 comedy movies yeah. ever made yeah, or something think like that I yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's you it's, know, it's, it's, it's okay. Right I mean, who are we to say whether it's rewatchable? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do some trivia? I have some trivia for you and you And, and you <laughs> at home. I was pointing at Blaine twice. Oh. So John Cleese and Kevin Klein had appeared in a movie together, and it actually sort of stayed in the same dorm or something like that. They were flatmates or something. What film were they previously in together? Like Monty Python movie? Kevin Klein oh, Kevin and John Klein. Oh, uh, is that what I
0: said? No, that that is what you said. Kevin Klein yeah, yeah. And John um, uh, that I can't think of a movie that they were in together other than this and Fierce Creations. Silverado.
2: I'm going to guess that. You're correct. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. I was just guessing out of my butt. Are you fucking lying? No, I'm not. I'm not. Don't. I'm not. I did a lot of research, but uh, I know. Don't <laughs> soil trivia. <laughs> By yeah. faking, I I saw Silverado on IMDb for um, for Kevin Klein. I was like, "What
0: the hell is this movie?
2: I've never
3: heard of this movie."
0: He's trying life. to make a fool out of you, Rob. Yeah, I don't have to try very
3: much. I don't much. trust you. <laughs> minus two points. <laughs> what? But also, uh, you don't minus points. You just you're still at zero. You get one point for a good effort. Oh, thank How you. How does Johnny get put? Po- oh,
2: this is <laughs> the worst. Okay, what's your next?
3: Okay, so to tease Jamie Lee Curtis on set john cleese referred to her as this one's sort of a fill in the blank (laughs) (laughs) so to tease jamie lee curtis on set john cleese referred to her as jamie lee blank her father's last name what did he call jamie lee curtis on set what was her called?
2: Calls? What? I'm
3: so
1: confused. that question <laughs> was so
2: confusing. <laughs> Instead of Jamie Lee Curtis, he called her Jamie Lee something else. He but called all, her by her father's last name. So
0: what did he call her? Curtis. Uh, it is right. Uh,
2: Tony to- Curtis was a was a pseudonym that he that he worked under. Oh yeah. Oh my
0: God. The layers of trivia here. <laughs> it's it's we go <laughs> this deep is so deep. Yeah. This is no, also on but this my is podcast, also trivia for some like a hot. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Okay. What's Tony Curtis's real name? I don't know. His real last name is Schwartz. Right. So he and called man, her Jamie he Lee is. Schwartz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, John Cleese found it really f-
2: humorous that Tony Curtis's name was Bernard Schwartz. Which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know John Cleese. It seems a Maybe. little mean.
0: Seems Maybe a bit mean. mean. Yeah. That's a pretty. I mean, Archie Archie Leach is like a hilarious name. It's a hilarious name. Yeah, yeah. Bernard Schwartz is a pretty. That's a name.
2: Yeah, it's just a name. (laughs) It's a pretty middle of the road name.
0: Normal name. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I have a final question. Okay, do we get double the points on this? I want to get out of the hole. (laughs) No? Okay.
3: (laughs) I'm trying to think of how
2: to phrase this. Fuck me then.
3: So okay, which, you know what? Who does John Cleese play in the Harry Potter universe? Take that, fuckers. Oh, shit. Oh. Muggles know this one. Is that what they're called? I, I Muggles. What oh, oh, he's the
0: ghost. He's that, that nearly headless Nick. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, Johnny pulls it out. Yeah, five points for Johnny. Wow, well,
2: that's five full points? Yeah. That's so he's at six and so I'm minus two. For a bonus, Okay. one other... Around.
3: One other actor who appears in this movie is the narrator of the Harry Potter video game franchise.
2: Oh Can
3: any of you name that actor?
2: Stephen Fry is in this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Stephen Fry. Oh that's a good guess.
0: Yeah. I'm just gonna say the only other sort of like older British character actor I remembered in this movie is Jeffrey Palmer. Who's that? He plays the judge, and he was on the very long-running sitcom As Time Goes By with Judy Dench. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. All right,
3: loves me some Judy Dench. Sweet.
0: So what? Uh, so what? Are they? Who?
3: It's who, Stephen it? Fry. Nice. Mm. How yeah. many points do I get? You don't get any points. <laughs> is, oh, this, is, this is
2: bullshit trivia, man.
3: Uh, Johnny wins the trivia <laughs> section.
2: Okay, mm. this is a big blow to my ego. This is hard. This is. I'm taking this very hard. So
3: it's probably time to go around the circle and sort of say what we thought about this movie. Blaine, what what do you think? Is this rewatchable? This is a fish called Wanda, Blaine. John Cleese, very funny man. (laughs)
2: I think this is a rewatchable movie. Usually when we do comedies, I don't laugh as much at the comedy because I know the jokes. I don't know what's what's happening. And I haven't rewatched this in a long time, but I knew some of the jokes that were coming and I still laughed. I think the dog bit is so hilarious. Yeah. And Michael play- Palin p- plays it off so well. Although there's some like, weird parts where he's like dressed up like a jamaican taxi driver with like oh yeah no that's a weird moment like i don't think we'd be was he
3: in blackface i just thought he had the dreads
2: no he was in he had the makeup does he the dreads are bad
0: enough the dreads are bad enough and it wouldn't
2: be rewatchable if we we didn't if we didn't point out that it's racist (laughs) yeah
0: no and that's just like such a moment that's like it's so unnecessary like it just doesn't matter (laughs) really like it yeah. does
2: it. Like, by the end, this guy is, like been through so much. He has a patch over one yeah. eye. He has his broken arm. There's a big, long, like, the, the scene where he's trying to tell John Cleese that they're at the airport and what hotel they're at is like, there's, there's 20 minutes of that scene on the cutting room floor. Right. It's like a big, long sketch that John Cleese wrote. For
3: sure. It could be like classic Monty Python. It's and it like was. Dead yeah. Parrot.
2: All over again. And, like, one of the things is that, like, he's trying to, like, cut the end of a pencil to sharpen it to write something down. And he cuts the end of his thumb off. (laughs) And, like, things bleeding all over the wall. And then he finally grabs John Cleese into the room and, like, has written the hotel in his blood on the wall. Like... I want to see, like, more of that. Yeah. Like, I think that this deserves a a, a Blu-ray release of all the, the stuff on the cutting room floor. So I think it's it's eminently rewatchable. I think it's very, very funny. Eminently. Of, eminently rewatchable. Eminent domain. <laughs> yeah. Over every other movie, this, this movie <laughs> has eminent domain. But I've never seen Fierce Creatures. And I feel like the people that have find that it sullies this movie a little bit. Right. Because it's so bad.
3: John Cleese said his only two regrets in life were making fierce creatures and marrying his second or third wife. I can't remember which.
2: Yeah, that's that's awful. It's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) It's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, it's just the one choice I made. But
3: out of his meanness, we get comedy.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Hey, <Yay>, John. <laughs> and I also heard that like it wasn't the best set to be on because like the director was so old, he'd just yell things at people. Right. Um, and he was never nice to anyone. So I feel like, I don't know, there's some things that I learned doing, uh, doing the free watchability that like kind of took me out of, of the movie a little bit and maybe not want to like it as much. But I think it's a real, for its own. You know, capsule of a movie. I think it's so rewatchable. What about you, Johnny?
0: Yeah, this is Uh, such a rewatchable movie. I just found watching it again, it was just like a hug. And there's so many like performers that you love giving some of the best performances of their career. I think Kevin Klein is so funny in this. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis kind of at the height of her power is just. She's such a delight. She lights up the screen every time she's on. John Cleese and Michael Palin are hilarious in it. And then there were also sort of things I'd forgotten, like the woman who plays Wendy, John Cleese's wife. She's so yeah, good. is so funny. And I'd yeah. from Ke- I completely forgot about the character. I think she's sort of the secret MVP. Oh, yeah. She has that one bit where Tom Otto's season. there. Yeah, and he gives her this ridiculous fake name, and then just completely deadpan, she parrots back to him the sort of like, "Well, Mr. Vindensenssen," and just the (laughs) way that she says it with conviction—it's so good.
2: And that was her idea. That was like that was her improv that made that that made that line. Where is that woman now? I know she's so good, amazing.
3: Her—I mean, she does theater and stuff in the UK. She's married to novelist Patrick McGrath, who Mm. wrote Spider. Oh, made cool. the David Cronenberg movie, oh. and whenever Sons is an actor as well, who's been in Pirates of the Caribbean and other things. Cool. Well, good for her. That's she's nice. you know, she I wish her nothing but yeah. the
0: best. Yeah. The one plot line that I was a little nervous to, and realize. she's
3: also in Fierce Creatures. I
0: looked oh, just
3: to make sure because oh cool. sometimes when they do this like spiritual sequel, they're like, yes, let's get the gang all back together. We'll get Klein Z and we'll <laughs> get Jamie Lee and we'll get Michael. That was everybody, right?
0: <laughs> that's I didn't realize they included her in that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's some small capacity. I don't know if, you know. Mm-hmm. I was nervous about rewatching the whole plot line about like Otto pretending to be attracted to Ken. I thought Right. With. I was like this seems like Where's something gonna go? that yeah. might have aged really poorly. For the most part, it held up like way better than I had feared. Yeah. Like I <laughs> I, th- I think it is it is pretty funny. It felt in character. I mean, I kind of wish it went further than it did. Yeah. I, lo- I love that even, even like Jamie Lee's reaction when she finds out about right. it, and she's like, oh, I thought this might happen. Like it's so yeah. – <laughs> and I, I think the one really sour note to it is that the sort of the conclusion of that whole kind of running gag – is, like, Michael Palin saying something like, oh, well, like, it's better than buggering people. And I'm just like, oh, that's such a a sour homophobic note to end. A joke that up to this point wasn't really a... I mean, it was kind of about, like... It was kind of a gay panic joke, but done in a way that didn't feel like it had that much negativity... Or like hate to it. And that feels like a very like sour, hateful last beat. I
2: feel like that's what this movie is though. I feel like it's a little bit of a cruel Yeah. And that like audiences testing it made some major plot points not cruel, but like they weren't looking out for like the homophobic stuff in it. Mm -hmm. You know? Like I feel like that one line kind of just shows you the underbelly of this movie a
0: little bit. 'Cause I just I want that I want his line there to be a like a some like it's hot, nobody's perfect, like Swiss. Yeah. yeah. But instead it just Bernard Schwartz. It just yeah. <laughs> gives you what's on what is like on the nose of the gay panic. Right. Of yeah, like, yeah. oh, just in case you didn't get it, like homosexual people are disgusting. And it's like right. well, that, and, and, the, and the balloon deflates. And that's yeah. that's I think a, a flaw. It's bad comedy. Yeah. And yeah. it's very homophobic. But this movie still, on the whole, yeah. is really, I don't know. No I movie's have,
2: perfect, and so you're into it. I
0: have a real like, yeah. sentimental attachment to it, for sure. But it also, I, I think a lot of the comedy really holds up. I think the cast is wonderful, and yeah. Okay. Sweet. What about you, Rob? I've never seen it. Okay, cool.
3: I love... I, I,
0: it holds up really
3: well.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Jerry Lewis, everyone. Surprise
3: guest. <laughs> We're doing the Day the Clown Cried <laughs> next <week. laughs> Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so you you thought it was rewatchable?
3: Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I was worried that it wouldn't be as funny as I remembered it. And I think, like, I still love all the Monty Python stuff, but I am an adult now. Yeah. And some of the silliness I don't think I appreciate in the same way. And, yeah, John Cleese is still sort of silly. And I do kind of... One of the things I was worried about was that John Cleese is sort of, like, mean-spirited sometimes. So I I don't know if I gave him, like, the benefit of the doubt that he's sort of just mean to everybody in sort of, like, a nice sort of way. Like, he is a very privileged British person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he does some punching down. On the other hand, it is really funny. I think, like, they, you know, they handle everything really well. All the characters are hilarious. Like, the four main people hit their marks... Yeah, in the comedy. No, they literally – they hit their marks on (laughs) On the the camera. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm more concerned uh, about. They did the bare
0: minimum of their (laughs) job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're,
2: they're all in focus. It's very good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I also like, because it is a British film, it feels very different than American cinema. Like, there is, like, a different sort of, like, flavor and tone and different, like, expectations that... uh, Or it subverts expectations that we might have had from watching American comedies. But it does also feel very familiar and relatable because it has Jamie Lee Curtis and Mm -hmm. Kevin Kline and John Cleese. It all still very works. It is, like, a little bit mean for... It is a bit mean. And,
2: you know... Yeah. Well, yeah, and even I, I I think what you were about to say was f- for now it's a little bit mean because I think movies aren't as mean now. They, like, they pull punches a lot more.
3: Well, I think right now we're particularly sensitive to being shitty to people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't it... – like things like a stutter, for example, you might be able to make good comedy out of. People who actually suffer from a stutter might have a problem with you taking that for –
2: and you know what the ultimate joke is? If you have a stutter now, you can go to the Michael Palin Center for stuttering. So yeah. So you you would go to the you'd be like, oh, I got made fun of because this guy in this movie, and now I go to the center to get help with this. But we didn't talk you, about, Palin. We didn't talk about any of like
3: Michael Palin's preparation for the role because his apparently his dad yeah. was a severe stutterer, mm-hmm. and so oh. he had listened to and dealt with his dad for his entire life, and so. I think it was he was trying to make like a really
0: empathetic sort of I think think he He totally succeeds. And some of the other characters might be mean to him. I don't think that the movie itself I don't think the joke is that he has a stutter in a way. I think that's no. like it's part of his character. Well, yeah, the
2: whole the whole movie came about because John Cleese thought it would be funny to have a sketch about a guy who was trying to get important information across but had a stutter. That was like the mm. impetus of this movie. And the director wanted to see someone get ran over by a
3: steamroller. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, that's true. The director <laughs> seems like He saw such a Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so you think it's rewatchable, is what you're saying. It's absolutely rewatchable. Great. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I I am really interested. I think I'm going to try to watch Fierce Creatures because I'm sure it's not brilliant, but... Um, for next week, you guys. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Same time, that's what week? that's right. what the
2: people want, uh, I they think. They want the fierceness. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. We'll bring it. Well, that's rewatchability for this week. Thank you so much, Johnny, for joining us again.
0: Anytime, boys. And uh, you have some stuff coming up. Do you want to tell our, our audience about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I have... A play that I wrote and I also appear in. That's going to be at Buddies in Bad Times Theater in Toronto. A fish this called Johnny. That's correct. That's, <laughs> that's the, the title. name of it. Yeah. The title is "Shove It Down My Throat," mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, referring to fish, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, if you go to my website, Johnny you can find out more about it. I'm just
2: going to say that you should, everyone should see it. It's it's a really cool play because it's it's kind of factual and kind of fiction. And it blends those two really well. And if you like true crime, it's a, it's a true story. And, and, and you kind of figure in it as well, Johnny, which is really, really cool. So oh, people should that check it a, out. That was a great
3: pitch. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no we should have you back on to do the Thin
0: Blue Line. Yeah. yeah Some real true exactly. crime stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, just to, and just to talk about the crimes I've committed – yeah. Uh, yeah, we're both
2: barristers, and uh, <laughs> I'll represent you. But he, Rob, is gonna. Oh, which prosecute. One of You do you
0: have to sleep with. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleep with both of us. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen how these things work (laughs) And that's rewatchability this week
3: (laughs) You can find us on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe and rate us Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and also you can buy a t-shirt at tpublic.com and also if you want to donate if you don't want us to have to commit diamond robberies Mm -hmm. donate a little on Patreon (laughs) That'd be great